Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Tuesday, September 17th, 2019. Having done away with the death penalty, Pope Francis is now going after life imprisonment. This past Saturday, September 14th, the false pope of the Vatican II Church addressed the penitentiary police and staff of the Prison and Juvenile and Community Justice Administration. And he had this to say, quote, While remedying the mistakes of the past, we cannot erase hope in the future. Life imprisonment is not the solution to problems, but a problem to be solved. Because if hope is locked up, there is no future for society. Never deprive anyone of the right to start over. You, dear brothers and sisters, with your work and your service, are witnesses of this right, the right to hope, the right to start anew, unquote. Man, there is so much wrong with this, you don't even know where to start. First, the apostate Jesuit from Buenos Aires needs to understand that people who are sentenced to life in prison don't receive that punishment for stealing a box of paper clips. Okay? We're not talking about, ooh, mistakes. We're talking about very, very heinous crimes. And if you don't know what kinds of crimes people are capable of committing, you need to watch some crime documentaries. It will blow your mind what human beings can do to other human beings. All right, so in many cases, life imprisonment is given because that is the gravest punishment available in the state. Right? A lot of states don't have a death sentence, and so they only have life behind bars as an alternative. And uh, as far as hope for the future goes, well, you know, it all depends on the crime you've committed. If you've brutally murdered people, especially women and children, and maybe done some other wicked things to them, well, guess what? There is no future for you in this life. If you're lucky enough to escape execution then you will spend the rest of your life in prison. That is your future. Don't like it? Well, you should have thought of that earlier. Now, of course, a blessed eternity is still possible, just as it is for any other sinner. Repent, amend your life, receive forgiveness, persevere in sanctifying grace. But Francis leaves that completely out of the picture, of course, because for him, religion is all about this world. It's about temporal life, not eternal life. He doesn't care about or even believe in anything supernatural. For him, Catholicism is feeding the poor and whatever, touching wounds, caressing the marginalized and all that. The rest is just bells and whistles. Remember what he said in Morocco? He said, quote, being a Christian is not about adhering to a doctrine, unquote. Yes, he said that. Well, too bad that St. John the Evangelist says that he who does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. You can find that in the second epistle of St. John, verse 9. So then Francis says that life imprisonment is not the solution to problems, but a problem to be solved. Really? Well, you know, it actually has solved quite a few murder problems in this country and around the world. And not just murder, but also other heinous crimes. Oh, but then hope is locked up. Well, hope for getting out of prison is locked up. You got that right. And that's a good thing, 
because usually the people behind bars are there for a reason. That's where they belong. We lock them up because they're a danger for society and because they need to expiate grave crimes they've committed. And there is plenty of future for society when vicious criminals are kept in prison. That's what we call a safe future. But Francis says never deprive anyone of the right to start over. Oh, every criminal has the option to start over again, spiritually speaking. And in fact, that's what we want. We want them to repent and amend their lives. We want them to receive and act on God's grace, be reconciled to him, and ultimately die a holy death. But as far as starting over again in this life, by getting out of prison... Well, they forfeited that option by their wicked crimes. There is no right to start over. That's a privilege, not a right. And when you've done something so heinous that you have to stay in prison for the rest of your life for it, then no, you won't be able to start over. You blew it. Just like when you drive recklessly for fun and then get yourself into a serious accident and end up losing both of your legs. That's horrible. But it's the consequence of your own actions, and there's no starting over. So, I mean, this isn't rocket science. It doesn't take much to see that what Francis is proposing is very wrong, very dangerous, and very much contrary to God's law, which sanctions even a death sentence for very grave crimes. But Francis, of course, doesn't believe in God's revelation. He believes in man. I don't know if he's a member of the Lodge or not, but he is, for all intents and purposes, a Freemason, in the sense that he preaches Freemasonry. Also this past Saturday, September 14th, the Frankster blathered at the Abraham community on the 13th anniversary of its establishment, and of course, he had to remind them not to proselytize, in case they hadn't gotten that memo yet. He said, quote, The meekness that the Spirit gives us makes us witnesses, because the path of the Holy Spirit is not proselytism, it is a witness. If someone comes to proselytize, this is not the church, it is a sect, unquote. Now that's interesting. I mean that he should have a problem with sects. After all, it's his beloved Second Vatican Council, also known as the Golden Calf 2.0, that taught that it is precisely that spirit that uses heretical sects as means of salvation. But now, suddenly, sects are really bad? What's going on here? Come on, Francis misses no opportunity to praise heretical sects, to practice ecumenism with them, to proclaim that Martin Luther was right on justification, and so on and so forth. He's even forbidden seeking the conversion of non-Catholics. Remember when he said that seeking to convert the Eastern Orthodox is a great sin against ecumenism? Francis is an ecumaniac if there ever was one. He's even said most recently that religious differences are necessary. So, what's the deal here with complaining about sects? Oh, I know what the deal is. Francis needed to make proselytism look bad, and so he needed to find a word to stigmatize it. And sect seemed like a great choice. See, this has nothing to do with any kind of coherent theology. What comes from his mouth is just garbage all day long. He does the same thing, for example, when he wants to condemn something he thinks people are obsessing about, then he'll use the term idolatry. And all of a sudden, idolatry is really bad. 
You know, like he'll condemn the idolatry of ideas, of imminence, of modern freedom, of space being greater than time, and so on. But when he's dealing with literal idolatry, you know, when he's meeting with or, or talking about pagans, then all of a sudden the word or the concept of idolatry is nowhere to be found. Then it's meeting God in different ways and we're all reaching towards heaven and God has willed a diversity of religions and all that blasphemous and heretical baloney. Meanwhile, he, of course, teaches that the Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar are the presence of God today, that the poor are walking tabernacles, that the poor are a real presence of Jesus in our midst, and that in the Holy Eucharist, God becomes bread. Talk about idolatry. And lastly, if you needed any more reason to see why it makes all the difference in the world, whether you consider Francis to be a true pope or a false one, look no further than this recent post at the Forge and Anvil blog. It was published on September 16th and is entitled Protestants Vindicated in Their Charge That Pope Serves the Beast. And the author bases that title on some recent things Francis has said, of which he gives the following summary. Quote, your duty is to obey the United Nations and other international organizations. You are to give way to globalism, and, as has recently been endorsed by the Pontiff, you are to embrace a new humanism. The global diversity of religions is willed by God, and your children and your grandchildren are to obey and submit to globalist education." Unquote. If you think that Francis is Pope, then yes, the Protestants are vindicated in their charge. But they're not vindicated because Francis is not the Pope. And if he were the Pope, then Catholicism would have been refuted. Then the Protestants would have been right in saying that the papacy is evil and a tool of the devil. If Francis were a legitimate Pope, then you could take all of the traditional Catholic teaching on the papacy and put it in the trash. But that blogger here doesn't seem to be concerned about that at all. In fact, he writes, quote, This current Pope is not here to affirm the faith with you Catholics. He is here to upend the church and transform it into a globo-homo monstrosity. This is not a man who is confused or mistaken about his theology or dogma. This is an individual who was put into place to bend and distort everything you were ever taught. Now clearly this is a man who is trying to get people distracted from Christ. He's trying to fix everyone's attention on the worship of Freemasonic values. This Peronist is a man who, appearing to have arisen out of the multitudes of people and is propped up by powerful corrupt men of the world, is trying to get you to worship a Luciferian philosophy. And this evil philosophy I speak of is a beast, to be sure, unquote. You know, the Catholic world would really be helped a lot if people could actually spend the time reading about the papacy that they spend blogging or tweeting about it. What a terrible scandal, and what a horrific denial of the papacy to say that the Pope serves the beast of the apocalypse. Folks, if that were true, Catholicism would be false. The Catholic Church would be a false religion. 
That is why it is so important to understand that the gates of hell have prevailed only if Francis is the Pope, not if he isn't. But this blogger isn't done yet. He tops his heretical and scandalous utterances with blasphemy when he writes that Francis has, quote, literally turned the world's Roman Catholic Church into a prostitute, unquote. The bride of Christ is spotless, just like the Blessed Virgin Mary. For heaven's sake, by the time your adherence to a false pope makes you utter such blasphemy, maybe you can finally figure out that the man you've been calling pope is not what he claims to be. Ladies and gentlemen, people who can utter such heresy and blasphemy might as well deny that our Lord rose from the dead. Because quite frankly, the fact is this. If the apostate Jorge Bergoglio, Francis, is a true pope, then Jesus Christ is not God. That is what follows. That is the implicit blasphemy and heresy people utter when they say that Francis is an apostate, but nevertheless a true pope. Pope St. Pius X, in his encyclical letter Eucunda Sane of 1904, in paragraph number 8, describes the church as, quote, indefectible in her essence, united by ties indissoluble with her heavenly spouse, unquote. Well, is Christ wedded to a harlot? Do people like this blogger ever think about what their words mean, what consequences there are to the ideas they propose? If the Catholic Church is a harlot, then she is not the church founded by God. But the harlot in question, of course, is not the Catholic Church. It is the abominable Vatican II Church, the counterfeit church, the operation of error, warned against by St. Paul in his second letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 2. We'll end this podcast with the words of St. Cyprian, repeated by Pope Pius XI in his 1928 encyclical Mortalium Animos, paragraph number 10, quote, The bride of Christ cannot be made false to her spouse. She is incorrupt and modest. She knows but one dwelling. She guards the sanctity of the nuptial chamber chastely and modestly. That's not exactly an accurate description of the Vatican II Church, is it? Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.